When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, excited man basketball tonight. Pius and Omaha South. That's on the docket for me a little bit after 730. But plenty of ball to talk here as the portal is heating up. And it's closing time here for Nebraska less than a week for uh, the early signing period and a chance to continue to construct this 2022 roster numbers to get in with us today on Hale Varsity 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865 find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal and can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com we'll check in with Brandon Vogel uh, managing editor with HaleVarsity.com and magazine here in about 20 minutes. Get his take on uh, the whirlwind uh, week, week and a half. Also thoughts on Husker Volleyball tonight from Vogue. Some NFL intrigue. And in hour two, we'll get the lowdown here on the whiplash offense from uh, former Colorado and Northwestern coach Gary Barnett. Uh, he's close with... Nebraska's new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. So we'll get Barney's take on uh, what Nebraska has in an OC. Uh, friend of the show and uh, part of the Herd At Media Network with Schick and Nick. Matt Schick going to be with us from ESPN and ESPNU at 525. Burke's best bets at 540. So we are loaded up. So, Elijah, I know you're an offensive lineman at heart, dude. Uh, is that your priority if, if Elijah Herbal's the one calling the shots here for the portal are you going heavy with the big man up front or are you uh, are you chasing the, the, the quarterback the, the glamour spot you were one of those guys that kept the quarterback clean and looking pretty oh I, absolutely when you look at the the problems that Nebraska faced this season especially offensively, I think almost every single problem can be traced back to issues along the offensive line. Whenever an offense is out of sync nine times out of ten, it's because the offensive line isn't doing their job well enough. And I think that was the problem this year, and you can even look across the greater landscape of college football. I mean, look at this Michigan team. Cade McNamara is not a, a guy who is going to lead a, a, an average offense to a college football playoff. The leaders of that offense are the offensive line in the running game. That's what has led Michigan to be good enough to make it to a college football playoff this season that's what allowed them to beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years uh, it comes down to the offensive line and I think a good offensive line can carry an average quarterback now a bad quarterback's a different story but I think with an improved offensive line you 
don't even need to bring in a transfer quarterback because we saw what Smothers could do against Iowa, and it was enough to go win that football game. If you can improve along the offensive line, it gives you a running game. It opens up a lot of more things you can do in the pass game, even if you don't have an elite-level quarterback. Quarterback's going to make or break. What you've got to have, Elijah, is experience. You need experience at the quarterback spot. That is departed as uh, Adrian is off kind of figuring out where he's going to go. So your job now is Nebraska to find a quarterback that has more experience than you have on the roster. And if a guy that's on the roster, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, uh, beat out a portal quarterback, so be it. But you got to kick the tires on uh, the, the options out there. It was reported that Akron quarterback Zach, Gip, Zach Gibson uh, was going to find his way to Lincoln for an official visit. That is no longer the case. And uh, Gibson will, uh, will check out Georgia Tech. Miles Brennan uh, is the guy right now for Nebraska football. That's who they're zeroed in on. Elijah, the, uh, the 2017 quarterback for LSU, who ended up getting dinged and has uh, played a lot of college football. How does the uh, the name Miles Brennan grab you? I know we've talked a little bit about him. I think there's talent. Uh, he was following Joe Burrow, which never easy, but you got to sit behind Burrow and and learn. Uh, and and then uh, between uh, Brennan and and Johnson, LSU just wasn't what they were. But there's familiarity with Brennan and, and Mickey Joseph. Uh, earlier in the week, Joseph and Frost down uh, chatting with Miles Brennan. Do you limit yourself to one guy in the portal at quarterback and go heavy and hard after that? Another game name I'm going to throw out there, and it, it just seems like a, a major reach, but um, you might as well try, is – uh, Dylan Gabriel, the uh, Central Florida quarterback that all signs pointed to him going to Old Miss, was there last weekend on a visit. Well, Jeff Lebby's his offensive coordinator from Central Florida from the Hypel years. He left Hypel to go join Kiffin at, at, uh, at Ole Miss. Well, now Lebby has moved on to Oklahoma, and there's been no announcement of Caleb Williams taking off. Spencer Radler's in the portal, we know. But Caleb Williams had a really good season this year as he took the reins. Lebby's the new OC right there. If you're Dylan Gabriel and you want to reconnect with Lebby, that made a lot more sense at Ole Miss uh, than it does maybe going to Oklahoma and having to beat out Caleb Williams. So does that door open, Elijah, if you're Nebraska, uh, when it comes to going and, and looking? Listen, Heupel's the one who recruited Gabriel to Central Florida as part of the, uh, the, the, the 2019 class, 2018-2019 class. So Frost was not here for that. But the, I think the setup and the introduction – there had to be some crossover with Frost before his time was done at Central Florida. And knowing Coach Frost, like we do with his Hawaiian connections, uh, there has to be quite a bit of familiarity, even though he didn't end up coaching him. 
I'd just like to, to briefly mention the Rattler news uh, because the only news we've heard about Rattler being interested at all in Nebraska is coming from very unreputable sources. And we thought, okay, maybe they're just keeping the, the quarterback uh, transfer portal discussion hush-hush. But now we're hearing all these names. I forget the kid's name from Akron, but we heard today that he's now no longer going to be visiting Nebraska. Gibson. Gibson, yes. Uh, thank you. And then you have Miles Brennan. His name's out there. We're hearing Dylan Gabriel. Uh, so the fact that, that these guys are all coming through more reputable sources and what we're hearing from Rattler makes me believe that, uh, to, to put it bluntly, that, that the whole Rattler uh, news was all a, a load of BS. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Miles Brennan makes a lot of sense, and I think we're hearing, well, all the coaches were down there. They've offered him a scholarship. Uh, I think Brennan is, is probably top target right now, and it gets back to what I was saying about the offensive line, where I don't think Miles Brennan is a, an elite quarterback that's going to carry an offense to a college football playoff, and I know college football playoff is way out there, I, even uh, a conference championship. Uh, but with the right offensive line, I think Miles Brennan can do enough to win you some football games, maybe get you to eight wins, nine wins, enough to keep – uh, Scott Frost's job next year as long as he's behind a competent offensive line that can keep him clean and provide him somewhat of a running game to take some of the pressure off of his shoulders. Uh, it, this is what I was saying earlier where I, I look at the quarterbacks and I go, yeah, these quarterbacks are great, but I, I think there's a lot more more pressing issues in this offense, when, especially once we saw what Logan Smothers was able to do against Iowa. He's able to go win you football games, but he needs some help around him. You know what we didn't get to see? Uh, we, we didn't get to see Miles Brennan with Joe Brady. Mm. <laughs> we saw Joe. We saw Joe Burrow and Brady connected with uh, you know Mickey Joseph's wide receiving core. Uh, Clyde running the b- football for LSU and listen, uh, Brennan's a guy that from a from a body type standpoint and an athleticism standpoint, kids out of Long Beach, Mississippi. He's twenty two years old. He's six four. He's two ten. He's mobile enough. And that's where I want to go a little bit here with this uh, whiplash offense here with uh, with Mark Whipple here. What type of quarterback do you want and need for this offense? And with Whipple, he's a guy that uh, when we when we look at, at Pitt and what they were able to do and uh, all of their attributes, uh, you had a, a committee of running backs run for about 1,700 yards and 17 touchdowns. You've got the Bolitnikoff Award winner uh, on deck tonight for, for Pitt, a great receiver uh, there. And you've got Pickett, of course. So you had the, the, the triple threat. You had the trifecta going. But when it comes to uh, an athletic quarterback, a mobile quarterback, listen, Brennan's not – Adrian Brennan's not your your zone read quarterback, but I think he's mobile enough. He's athletic enough to do some things in the pocket that you've asked Kenny Pickett to do. Now Kenny Pickett had over 650 yards rushing this year, which was a drastic jump from traditionally what his numbers were. We're talking 150 to 200 yards rushing uh, his first couple of years at Pitt. So it's not going to be a, a, a heavy quarterback run set up here. It doesn't feel like with Whipple uh, and you've wanted to get away from that if you're Nebraska because of the wear and tear on Adrian and just the wear and tear in the Big Ten on your quarterbacks. You're not going to live long in the Big Ten health-wise asking your quarterbacks to carry the rock uh, that often. But you, you, you can still use it though, Elijah. You can still sprinkle it in on a run pass option, on a bootleg, go sting a defense with some some scramble yards. Be able to scramble or call a quarterback design run once or twice. 
but it doesn't have to. It, it can't be 20 carries a ball game. It can't be 15 carries a ball game. But you can sprinkle in that that six to eight, maybe. Uh, against the right defense, but more so, uh, you know, sting a defense scrambly, scrambling uh, where they don't have to designate a spy to him. That's going to be something I'm looking forward to here this this spring once things are all set up, once where we know where Nebraska goes with whoever their quarterback is in the portal, probably Miles Brennan. Now you have a little bit more of a run threat if this uh, opportunity is existing with a guy like Dylan uh, Dylan uh, from from Central Florida, Dylan Gabriel, but um, I, you don't rule it out. It's not that it's not in the playbook when it comes to using a quarterback's legs, but it's very uh, very selective here with Whipple and his offense. Well, yeah, if you're looking for a guy to replicate what. Uh, Kenny Pickett did this year in Whipple's offense at Pitt. I, I think the guy is Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Kenny Pickett's the kind of guy where you could give him the occasional design quarterback run to keep the defense off balance, but it wasn't going to be the uh, the heart of your offense. And he could extend plays with his legs whenever it was, guys weren't open downfield. I mean, you saw the fake slide play in the ACC championship game where Kenny Pickett didn't look like a, a slouch at all there running the football. He looked pretty athletic. And I think the comp... Uh, that could replicate that same type of performance is Dylan Gabriel in the offense. It's not Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan uh, will occasionally be able to pick up the first down with his legs, a la uh, Tom Brady would be a bit of a mean comparison. A little, he's a little more fleet foot than Tom Brady, but you get what I'm saying. That the type Jacoby Brissett maybe with the Colts, where he would go and pick up the occasional first down with his feet, but that's not how he wanted to beat you. I think Dylan Gabriel would be a little bit more willing to beat you with his feet and would be happy to to be extending the plays and picking up the first down, knowing it's third and five. Uh, maybe it's a tight window on that third and five pass, so I'm just going to go pick it up with my feet. That's what Dylan Gabriel strikes me as. So if they're looking for a quarterback that is going to be doing the same type of things that Kenny Pickett was doing at Pitt, Dylan Gabriel is the number one guy in my book. A couple of notes here on Brennan. Uh, He's played 18 games at LSU. He's thrown 13 touchdowns. He's dealt with injuries each of the last two years. Uh, He missed the rest of 2020 with a torn abdominal muscle which is not good. Now, Nebraska and uh, their LSU contingent, uh, we know, have have offered Brennan. They're trying to get him here. But uh, Southern Miss is also a a big-time suitor uh, with uh, the the Mississippi native. Uh, They hosted uh, Brennan on campus uh, earlier this week. Now, uh, the Golden Eagles, usually I would scoff at a 3-9 and football team in a competition against Nebraska. Well, Nebraska is a three and nine <laughs> football team uh, in competition for a, a portal quarterback as well. Uh, so Brennan spent uh, four years at the college level. That's the experience we're talking about. And uh, we'll see if Nebraska can close. That's what I'm just excited for here. Uh, not only the offers and the, uh, the momentum, it feels like Nebraska's going to have to close out here this early signing session with Mickey Joseph uh, on board, but also the portal opportunity uh, for Nebraska and then just see where they're at here for for the February signing period as well. But uh, Mickey Joseph's going to be a game changer, going to be a difference maker. And and I don't want to count out uh, Donovan Raiola either. And I know he's been in the NFL. I know he's uh, been out of college uh, since 2016, 2017 with Notre Dame as a GA, and he was with Hawaii before that. But I think uh, from a youth standpoint, you've got a young coach in, in Riola 
who is still connected, right? It's all about relationships. It's all about the coaching fraternity. And Raiola's, despite uh, his his youth, 38 years of age, there, there's enough people around the college football world that know the Raiola name. And uh, between his uh, connections at Wisconsin, at Notre Dame, and now the, the, or the Raiola name with that Nebraska and next to it, you know, uh, Donovan could be uh, doing some work as well because Nebraska's got to find a couple of guards and go find a tackle uh, or at least it, give me two offensive linemen, Elijah, in the portal here that are additions for the Big Red. Yeah, I, I'll stand by my point. I think the offensive line additions are more important than any quarterback. But before we get out of here this segment, Miles Brennan to Southern Miss, a little bit interesting in my book because, I mean, what was it, the, the crazy stat? Southern Miss started 10 different quarterbacks this year, and one of, them, one of them was Frank Gore Jr., who didn't even play running back. In their last game of the season, they didn't have any quarterbacks suit up. Just ridiculous stuff. Just wildcatted it to death. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're Miles Brennan, if you go to Southern Miss, you're going to be the starting quarterback next year. There's no competition there. Yeah, do you want to get beat up there or do you get beat up in the Big Ten uh, with maybe uh, a reconstructed offensive line uh, for Nebraska? We'll uh, dive more into the portal recruiting as it closes. Brandon Vogel going to be with us next to Tail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for out of Thursday with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in managing editor with HaleVarsity.com magazine and his book with john cook dream like a champion brandon vogel with us at brandon l vogel on twitter vogues what do you know you're not in the portal are you i'm not not yet i'm still evaluating all my options but so far i'm staying home how does it grab you that it's coming down to nebraska versus uh, southern miss Um, well, wasn't quite how I had that one pegged, but I guess you got to like Nebraska's chances there. Um, you know, it's, we kind of knew this was, was going to come. I do do not, I'm not one of the people that thinks that, uh, the portal is necessarily the end of college football, but it's kind of created an entirely new type of, uh, season or I guess market for roster building. So it's a lot to keep up with. Going to start uh, at the beginning of the week, and you're a guy who dives into numbers. You're worldly with college football. Uh, your reaction here, your grade on the Whipple hire. Yeah, I don't know if I um, – I think the, the big play, the most intriguing piece about it for me is you've got a football lifer, and, you know, there's just really no substitute for kind of – 
being at the in the game at all of these various levels for 40 plus years. Um, it's it's super impressive. You, you look at its numbers from this past season and and see a lot to like. I mean, I think one of the things that emerged uh, in my early kind of deep dive into what Pitt has been since 2019 is, you know. Nebraska minus this year has put up kind of better yardage totals. It's been the conversion to points that's that's been a struggle for the Huskers. And Pitt was always well, they they at least outranked Nebraska in in that regard. So I think that's a big part of the play. You know, if there's a reason to pause here, it, it took a full three years for Pitt to kind of get to where they were in 2021. And I think everyone knows we're probably not working on that same kind of timeline here at Nebraska. Brandon, how, how different do you think this offense will look next year under Whipple? I mean, we, we've seen how much of it, almost an air raid attack that Pitt had last year. But I don't think anyone's expecting Nebraska to completely abandon the run, especially playing in the Big Ten. So what's your take on this? Is this going to be a, a Scott Frost offense with some Whipple influence? Or is it going to be a, a Whipple offense with some Scott Frost influence? Excuse me. That's that's a really good question and a, and a good way to put it. I mean, I think you make a hire like this to let it be a Whipple offense with a Scott Frost influence. But I think even if it went the other way, you're you're probably looking at more like a 55-45 split there. And, and the really intriguing thing for me, and I think kind of the central question with this hire, is how do you marry some of the the run stuff that Nebraska has has done well? I mean, I know the handoff run game hasn't been as clean or it, it, anywhere near as effective as it needs to be, but it's, I think it's still clear that that's kind of where Nebraska wants to be with the pass version of this offense, with kind of the passing prowess that Whipple has demonstrated over his career and certainly did this year with Pitt. And how well that piece of it works, uh, that kind of marriage of, of two approaches, probably determines a lot of, of how high the ceiling is for the offense in 2022. So it's not quite Finkel as Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel, Frost, uh, and Whipple, Whipple, and Frost. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But that, that's, that was well put, uh, Elijah. And, and that's, that's interesting. We were just chatting about the quarterback run element here with Whipple and Frost moving forward here. And if the next quarterback is uh, going to be a transfer, if it is going to be Miles Brennan, the guy's not completely a statue. And you've seen – uh, enough mobility by Pickett to uh, keep a defense honest in the Big Ten on a run-pass option. Probably very few quarterback powers or counters. That said, you can get out on the edge and, and use some of that athleticism if Brennan's the guy. I don't think you'll see the elimination, do you, of quarterback run in the offense? No, I don't think so, you know, particularly if Nebraska wants to keep uh, some of those option elements, which, you know, maybe they don't. Maybe that's one of the things that kind of gets put on the top shelf a little bit here, depending on which which way they go. But, you know, everyone wants a quarterback who can hurt with their feet. And it's, it's important to have that. I think what we saw over the past four seasons with Nebraska was that too often, you know, it wasn't, you had somebody who could hurt you with your feet, which Adrian Martinez clearly could. Um, it became kind of your your 1A or 1B option. Uh, in a lot of cases, it was Nebraska's best chance to get yards. And, 
you got to try and avoid that wear and tear, I think. So there's a, a happy middle there where, you know, having a quarterback who's a statue back there in some other ways, because then you can just got to execute the passing piece of it at a super high level. But finding that guy who, who could be kind of a classic pocket passer, but when things break down, it's really the improv gene that if I were a coach would probably matter the most to me, because how many times did we see Adrian Martinez kind of take nothing and turn it into something? If you can find a guy that can do that, uh, you're in pretty good shape, even if he's not a guy that you're just going to hand it to, or not hand it to, but allow to run 10 or 12 times a game. Vogues, uh, do you pursue a Dylan Gabriel at all, uh, just even though it sounds like Brennan's uh, had good interaction with Nebraska? I ask about Gabriel because he is another mobile guy. He's got a lot of experience. He's a really talented quarterback, while well, he didn't play for Frost, he did cross over at, at Central Florida. And, you know, his OC just left Ole Miss to go to OU. And right now, OU's got a quarterback down there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it would be an intriguing option. I think this might be one of those early kind of, you know, I don't know if test is the right word, but kind of inflection points where, you know, are you ready? <laughs> you know, because we obviously know kind of the the connection there. Like you said, they, they overlapped, but he didn't play for Frost, but definitely well aware of Dylan Gabriel. Um, and in the past, yeah, that would probably be near the top of your list. But here's a case where I think you got to say, we brought you here to do this, Mark Whipple. What do you see? And, and what do you think? Um, and kind of go that way. Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Brandon, I know that the, the quarterback transfer portal news is what's going to steal all the headlines. Everyone likes talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, but I was making the point earlier that I think it's more important to see who can Nebraska can bring in along the offensive line, especially considering uh, the rumors that are swirling that Cam Jurgens is going to be entering his name into the NFL draft, your best offensive lineman potentially leaving uh, before next season. Uh, what do you think that the most important position is that Nebraska needs to improve on? I mean, I, I know I mentioned offensive line and quarterback, but then you also have Mickey Joseph working his magic trying to get some receivers to Nebraska as well. Yeah, I, I, I would have quarterback first um, just because, I mean, quarterbacks control so much and how much success you're, you're going to be able to have. I think you should idolize the offensive line is very far behind. If, if Nebraska is going into the 2022 season, if that's the way it breaks with, without Cam again, I mean, just the guys returning and how many knowns up are there that, that you have that, that you can just feel, okay, I know what Nebraska is going to get. It's not either tackle spot at the moment. It might be normally um, given how he played. And you'd feel okay about Teddy Prokoska coming back and, and being healthy. But it's just you would look at almost a, an offensive line with questions to answer at every single spot, and that's that's a tough place to be in a season that's going to have plenty of urgency. Brandon Vogels with us. Vogels, what are you excited about with Donovan Raiola? I, I think it's a you know a high upside hire. It's an interesting one because you look at his experience, um, and you know there. <laughs> You could track the Whipple, which we, we could spend the next 35 days just going over everywhere he's been and who he's come in contact with and how he did things. Um, Raiola, you've got a shorter kind of lead up to, to get to this point. Um, 
but one of the things that has been very encouraging to me is I think there's a high level of enthusiasm um, for him to get this opportunity. And right now, because, you know, the experience is a little bit shorter, you really lean on the intangibles. You'll lean on who his brother is. You'll lean on where he played, you know, be an offensive lineman at Wisconsin you usually have a pretty good understanding of the position and what needs to happen. You know, but like with everything else, there there are questions too. He hasn't done a whole lot of recruiting, so that'll be a new piece of it. But for me, I think you take the kind of enthusiasm and hopefully they can parlay that, you know, I don't want to call it a big break. The guy was with the Chicago Bears and he's been at Notre Dame, but, you know, full-time job, full-time assistant, um, and, and parlay that experience uh, about the opportunity itself into some momentum. Brandon Vogel, a couple minutes left here. Hail Varsity Radio. Vogue's uh, Nebraska and the Illini volleyball tonight. Nebraska's done well against the Illini, but the Illini have done well against Purdue, who's done well against Wisconsin. Um, Big Ten's uh, flexing for sure. As we look at the Sweet 16, how are you feeling about this evening for, for Coach Cook and company? Yeah, I, I think you, you feel pretty good. Um, I think you, you go in with some a good deal of confidence. I mean, uh, Nebraska's swept Illinois both times this season. They haven't dropped a set to the Illini since 2019, but that's also the danger with it, right? Um, you know, if, if this had been Kentucky, if the Wildcats had kind of pushed through and they beaten Illinois, uh, you know, it's, that was where the motivation kind of comes built in. And so that's the danger you got to at least consider. I'm not too worried about Nebraska being ready to go tonight, though. It's an opponent they're plenty familiar with. It'll be a challenge. I expect them to get pushed, but you got to like their chances uh, just given sort of the recent history in this series. And, you know, you mentioned the Big Ten in this tournament so far. BYU and Purdue played a all-time classic today, um, and credit to Purdue for, for coming through in that one. Are you going to argue with Indomitian and Sue next time you see him about Die Hard being a Christmas movie? Oh, I, I missed that. Which, uh, which side of the debate did he take? Sue said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Then we're cool. We, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> he and I are on the same side. You on the other side? Me, you against me and Adamic and Sue? You like those? Odds? No, no I, I am not. I, I don't. When I think of Christmas movies, it I mean Die Hard's. Not on my like top four list, but it's not that it's not considered. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a it's become a Christmas movie. You know, right. nobody watched that when it came out and said, "Oh, this is right up there with It's a Wonderful Life." Um, they're they're neck and neck. But you know, you can only watch It's a Wonderful Life so many times, and eventually people said, "Yeah, I just want some action and, and Bruce Will and Bruce Willis being awesome." for Christmas and so here we are it's Christmas we need, now we need a little yippee kaye in our lives Vogues we'll talk Saturday bud sounds good thanks hello listener this is Brandon Vogel managing editor of Hale Varsity and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity radio show podcast we're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99 that means that you for less than $20 can get everything we produce 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Yeah.
Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out uh, Thursday with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. So I have done a lot of shows from home. I prefer to do them from the patio. Uh, that's not the case today. So Elijah is driving the bus back at our ESPN studios. I'm home because my German shepherd, Gertrude, is just flat out a wreck when her big sister, Roz, is not around. Elijah, have you dealt with separation anxiety in the pet world before? Oh, my, my dog, Bella, right now has the worst separation anxiety of any dog I've ever met. She's also, like, the best dog I've ever owned. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it feels nice when you come home and, like, like more like you. Like, like I, I've had dogs that are excited to see me when I get home. Bella's a, a, a completely different story in terms of how excited she is to see me. She will be, like doing things like she's an old dog and she'll be doing athletic feats to come get up like <laughs> into my chest that I didn't know she could do. Um, and, and she'll always give you the look when you're leaving of like, Oh man, like and gives you the, the guilty eyes. But right. Um, at the end of the day, I would rather come home to an animal that's overjoyed to see me as opposed to a cat. That's like, Oh, you're home. Like I was enjoying mm-hmm. my time alone. Yeah. That, that's my spot. No, Gertie knows I'm talking about her right now. Cause she's staring and her giant ears are moving. But the, the long and short is, is I'm going to ask Santa for a new back door because uh, she's been trying. She's hanging out here with me in the kitchen, but she tries to, to get in the back door with the flat handle and she she's great at opening doors. So long and short, she uh, she needed one of us at home today. Otherwise, it would have been a uh, an absolute disaster. So I'm technically on the road today uh want to remind you about buckling up game pe- preparation and repetition predict success and winning drivers and vehicle passengers who always use their seat belts will increase their survival chances if a crash should happen remember always buckle up uh, a message from the nebraska department of highway safety office uh is a, a sequel in order we'll talk with gary barnett about that with chip kelly and Oregon. Oregon has asked permission to speak with Chip Kelly. Can this work again? Or has everybody kind of passed up this blur Oregon brainchild known as Chip Kelly? We, you know, the Brad Edwards kind of nailed it yesterday with the whole world's running some sort of version of what you brought with you from New Hampshire, Chip. And now I know you're eight and four. And you've still been able to recruit pretty elite athletes at quarterback at UCLA. I think his personality probably showed him the door more so than just being inept in the NFL because he got to the playoffs with uh, with Philly, all right? And then San Francisco was kind of a mess, but I think a lot of that was was from an injury standpoint. Injury and roster management. Yes, and and, – the thing about Kelly is, all right, he's back in, in college. I think the guy despises recruiting, but he's where he's at. And you, you're you limited financially at UCLA. Oregon, you're all good. Now, can you and Uncle Phil be bros again is the question because 
it it was a real issue when it comes to the goodbye because remember remember Kelly was about ready to leave for Tampa and then stayed at the twelfth hour, and then the next year he got out and ended up going to Philly. Uh, if you're Oregon, I think you you really look at him. I think Harson's pretty good, although. Uh, Auburn, it's only a year. They had their moments, positive moments at Auburn. But it, uh, he, he won't last three years down there, I don't think. Chris Peterson, he's, uh, he's been doing the media thing, and I think he might be ready to get back into it. But you abs- absolutely kick the tires if you're Oregon, Elijah, to go see if Chip can recreate. He knows it. They're loaded up with talent. I mean, Chris Doble's left them the last three, two to three years with top ten recruiting classes. So I think it could work, and I'm all about seeing Oregon and USC battle for supremacy. Yeah, I'd, I'd love Chip Kelly to Oregon, but I, I want to pose the question to you of how often, I mean, A, in my lifetime, I don't even know if I can think of any reunions of a, a coach leaving a school and then coming back, but then how often are coaches able to find that same success that they were able to find the first time around? Was Chip Kelly... Um, capturing lightning in a bottle at Oregon with the, I mean, they were kind of on the forefront of developing the alternate uniforms, having some crazy looks out there, the look good, play good type of thing. Uh, They were on the the front end of Phil Knight's uh, Nike money kind of being an investment into Oregon. They had brand new facilities when Chip Kelly showed up. I I mean, do you think he'd be able to, to achieve lightning in a bottle again based on the history of college football? You know, I think you had the right guy in there to kind of turn the corner for Oregon from flash and dash to you're for real on the lines of scrimmage with, with Cristobal. And I thought, I thought Oregon was really, really good with Kelly. And then you look at Kelly's coaching staff. I mean, that was very impressive. But as, as times, the time waned and you had Helfrich kind of take over and then you lose Frost, you lose your D coordinator, it, it just kind of deteriorated. And then you, you went through a couple of different coaches and then Chris Stobel, I mean, who's a, who's a tough South Miami guy, came in there and married talent and toughness. I think if he can follow what's in the cupboard with what Chris Stobel's left him and maybe tweak and change, because you can, he can go to the Pac-12 and, and finish 11-1. and one. He, he just can. And they can trade barbs uh, with USC. And, and we know Oklahoma's not uber physical. We know that. Okay, so it's going to be... Uh, high-flying aerial assault-type offense. I think the Pac-12's your least physical power five. However, however, I'll jump in here and say we are seeing a return to college football from 10 years ago to now of people moving back towards the the, the lines of scrimmage being the most important part of college football. Utah's done it in the Pac-12. Michigan did it this year in the Big Ten. We've seen Notre Dame's dominance along the... uh, the lines of scrimmage paying dividends for them. Uh, and then Georgia this year has been dominant along the lines of scrimmage. It kind of feels like we're returning back to, to the lines of scrimmage being the most important parts of college football, which is a big shift from where we were 10 years ago with what Chip Kelly achieved at Oregon. Right. Chip, with his, his setup and his spread, it, it helped out the offensive line where you didn't have to have three-fifths or four-fifths of a, of a, a pipeline type O line. You could get away with the zone read and the spread system and, and where teams out that way. I really like Utah and Winningham. I mean, he's they're by far the most physical team. They're, they're the exception <laughs> to the rule. And you thought uh, they the won the Pac-12 this year. No, I know. But I'm saying just overall, when I look at that league and that conference, it's just not as 
as black and blue as it used to be. Rock Westfeld tweets in to us here at Hale Varsity. He says, Chubby Chip hates to recruit. Hates. Capital hates. Knight will have to, to promise millions in NIL cash. Uh, you're losing Thibodeau to the NFL. So, um, yeah, Oregon's got that advantage. They do. It's a cool area. It's a, it's a really good school. You're not far from California. You've made inroads there. You've been winning the last 10 years. So every kid that's 15 to 18 years of age knows that you're a winning program. There's a lot worse places. He has, he'd have better success going back to Oregon than I think long-term staying at UCLA. We'll wind down Hour 1 with Hale Varsity. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Gary Barnett next hour, Matt Schick in the 520 segment, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Hale Varsity Radio on a Thursday. Can't emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. You can't just have an average to below average O-line and an average to below average QB. It equates to bad records. Solidify one or both. Things can change quickly. A very smart QB or a great O-line can accelerate wins, and uh, you're right on the money there, Kent. And, and Elijah, that's what you're touching on with uh, the offensive line. You get a no line, you can make the uh, the running game and the, the quarterback protection part of things much better. Think about some of the turnovers and issues with Nebraska if you wouldn't have been seeing ghosts if you're Adrian or if you had a better opportunity to run the football, establish a consistent run game, so he isn't having to, to run for his life or do the improv part of things that Vogues was talking about. Uh, that, that's ideal. And uh, you, you want to get a guy like Prohaska back and healthy. You want Turner to, to be comfortable at his tackle spot. Nuri is nice at left guard. You can see things as he progresses. You've got bodies, bud. You've got talent in the room. For the other guard spot and backups, Lutovsky, of course, is waiting in the wings. And, uh, you know, we kind of feel like we know where Cam's leaning. So that's a monster hole to to fill if uh, Cam Jurgens does go to the NFL. But a, a really good quarterback can help out a bad O-line, but that O-line makes everything else go. That's got to be a priority. And uh, I'm anxious to see what they can do portal-wise. Yeah, an, an elite quarterback can help out an offensive line, but how many times have we seen elite off or elite quarterbacks in college be held back by bad offensive lines? Josh Allen had a, a bad offensive line whenever he came to Lincoln. Uh, what year was that? Back in 2016? And, yep. uh, and he threw four picks against a Nebraska defense. Well, Josh Allen is right now one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he had incredible talent that day, but he was held back by a bad offensive line. Justin Herbert at Oregon held back by a bad offensive line and some bad play calling. I mean, there's elite, elite NFL quarterbacks or future NFL quarterbacks that get held back in college by a variety of factors. Uh, so I think it's much more important to shore up your, your offensive line position because it helps in two facets of your offense, running the football and protecting your quarterback. I think the offensive line is more important than whoever they bring in at quarterback to come run the offense next season we'll see where it goes uh coming up gary barnett and uh matt schick from the schick and nick podcast at espnu uh get schick's take on things he was at uh, the uh, the acc championship game we'll get some uh, thoughts from schick also 
on uh, well technique for for winning that tuition money. Reminder about your friends at Arrow Brokerage, a full-service real estate brokerage operated by local investors that specialize in real estate investment. They're a a mighty team to help clients and all faculties of real estate that's buying, that's selling, that's investing and staging and much more. Be sure to contact broker Jenny Limbach or realtor Marcus Schmidt today with Arrow Brokerage, Arrow Capital. You can email brokerage at arrowlincoln.com. You can log on and find out more about Arrow, arrowlincoln.com backslash brokerage. Find them on Facebook at Arrow LNK or Instagram at Arrow underscore Lincoln. Ferris Financial Group also helped power our road shows throughout the year. Ferris Financial Group, their goal to educate and coach you towards your investment goals with budgeting, planning, and strategy. That means in, uh, retirement as well. If you're starting a new job or going through a job change, Ferris Financial, there for you. Contact Marcus Schmidt today at 402-525-6824 or Marcus.Schmidt at LPL. Com. Gary Barnett, our two next. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity dot com backslash subscribe promo code gbr welcome to hail varsity radio the voice of husker nation insight opinion expertise with the biggest and best names talking nebraska across the state join the show on twitter at hail varsity and at schmitz underscore radio call in at 402-466 espn or 1-800-825-5865 here's chris schmitz Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's talk some college football. Hall of Fame coach with Colorado and Northwestern and Missouri. Gary Barnett with his coach. We've got 60 degrees uh, on site here in uh, in Lincoln. A lot of next week. It's smoking weather, coach. Ribs smoking weather. Can you help me out? You got uh, something up your sleeve? Chris, it doesn't have to be 60 degrees to be rib smoking weather. I mean, if if the sun comes up, and even if it doesn't, you know, it's still rib smoking weather. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try something different uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Just just a little change. I'm going to try some ribs called Pinehurst Brewery Railroad Ribs. It's got a pretty cool... You got to figure out the recipe because they don't just put it out there for you for the rub and for the sauce. You got to sort of do a little uh, deductive reasoning on it. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to try those. I'm going to try cooking some ribs like that tomorrow and see how they turn out just for a change. You you went uh, with the great Barnett rib off over the summer. You went grill uh, instead of smoker, and they looked incredible. What what's We'll get to football in a minute, but what what do you have to have on your ribs? Are you do you want the sweet? Do you want the heat? Do you want the salt? Do you want the pepper? I mean, what's the flavor that you love most with the ribs? You know, I, I really like moving around. I, if you want a good spicy one, Salt Lick has a good rib rub. 
that uh, and also Dave's. Uh, Dave's is pretty spicy too. If you want that, I'm going to try some brown sugar rub on this one and see what it's like. You know, the, the ribs out of uh, uh, North Carolina are a little more vinegary. The, the sauce is a little more vinegary. So, uh, you know, that's, I'm a little eager to try this. See what happens. You know, a little change up. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. Let's stick with the recipe theme and uh, Nebraska football. Pretty much uh, getting to, to where they're going to be. Still a question of Coach Frost, whether he goes with a special teams coordinator or if he hires a running backs coach. Or yeah, there's still there, there's a couple of names and there's one spot, there's one full time spot left to, to fill. But uh, Nebraska able to uh, to get things handled with uh, Mark Whipple from Pitt, uh, Donovan Riola, uh, the offensive line assistant in Chicago, and. Did some work at Notre Dame, the former Wisconsin standout. Both names added. Of course, Mickey Joseph last week. How do you like that recipe in, in, in a big year five for Coach Frost with those three additions? Well, it, you certainly have guys who've got experience, and uh, uh, one of which has experience with with Nebraska, of course, with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mickey being, um, you know, really a good recruiter as well, uh, ties into that. Mark Whipple has a lot of experience. I've known Mark for a long time. We, we actually play golf together here in the winter. Um, I got to know him when he was a, he was a quarterback, was a coordinator for University of Miami. So anyway, a lot of experience. He did a great job at, at, um, Pitt. Uh, I know the line coach there very well. He worked with me for seven years, and I think uh, he and Mark were a great combination. And so uh, they did a great job with Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a lot of experience. It's a different offense now. It's a different, uh, uh, completely, not completely different, but it's different than what they've been running. So there'll be some transition issues. There always are, at least some, some time. So it, it may not – it never goes as smoothly as you hope it does right at the beginning when you put three new people in there and you have three different terminologies and three different philosophies and you got to mesh them all together. But, you know, I, I think from a hiring standpoint, on paper, it certainly looks like it works. Coach, tell me a little bit here about the transition issues. What What are potential obstacles – You've got personnel that's here, and you're obviously searching out personnel uh, with the, the portal and quarterback. But you know what? What are some pitfalls potentially that, that could delay smooth sailing? Well, I, I think first of all, you got to whose terminology you're going to use. You're going to use terminology that you you've been using, and if so, three different guys have to adapt to it as coaches. Uh, you you pretty much cleaned house, so. Uh, I, it would seem like to me if I were in Mark's shoes coming in that I'd want my terminology and uh, my offense and I'm calling it. And and so uh, that means players have to learn a new terminology um, and, and a different system. Every system tweaks is tweaked and every system is a little bit different. So you've got a receiver coach coming in that hasn't worked in this system before. Um, you've got a line coach who, who hasn't coached college for a while. So 
you know, it, it just takes time, and it's a lot of meeting time, and it's a lot of, um, uh, you know, spending a lot of late hours together trying to make it make it work, and each guy has to sort of uh, internalize the new system uh, into the way that he thinks, and then you've got to be able to regurgitate that to the players, and you've got to be able to teach them the way you teach a new system. So it's everybody's got to learn. And it just takes time. Tell me about the offense with with Coach Whipple, and just what what it can do specifically, Coach. Just uh, the, the potency. What what do you love most about the offense and what it does to defenses? You know, Mark's not afraid to throw it around, uh, and he runs the quarterback a little bit, but not very much. But he does run it. You probably saw the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ticket this last week when he when he uh, looked like he was going to slide and, and <laughs> didn't and you know I, I I think that's an ethical violation I really do I in fact I wasn't listening to it when I was watching it and it, for everybody who didn't watch it the quarterback went went out he's on a run and he looked like he was going to go slide so the defenders pulled off and then he he didn't slide and ended up running by him for a key touchdown in that game. I, I actually didn't hear the sound and assumed that they were going to call a penalty on him, and they didn't. And then once I turned the sound back on, they were all raving about the play. Well, you know, <laughs> if he does slide and, and uh, those guys don't pull off, then it's a penalty. If he fakes the slide and they do pull off, and it's not a penalty. I mean, I, I'm trying to coach defense there for a minute, and I'm thinking, you can't have both. You know, so I, I was really surprised they didn't call a penalty on that. But um, the point is they don't run the quarterback a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, And I'm not sure that was a called run. But it was. Uh, they do a little bit, not nearly as much as you've seen. So whether Mark changes that, uh, I don't know. But, um, you know, he's going to throw it. Uh, he's got a good sound run game. And, uh, you know, they, they had a good set of receivers there. And, of course, Mickey's coached some of the best receivers in the country, and that's what he's used to coaching. So, you know, I think that is going to be the issue is, is the quality and level of receivers that you're able to attract and coach up in that system. What do you know about – uh, Donovan uh, Raiola. I, I mean, I know Dom better than than Donovan, and I know who Donovan worked for at Notre Dame and then worked for at the Bears. But is this match going to be pretty good with with Whipple and and Raiola? You got experienced and, and not as experienced together, and that old line's got to be good because it's been a problem. Yeah, I don't know, and uh, I don't know how much time. You know, Dave Borberly is the line coach at Pitt. I don't know how much time Dave is going to spend with Raola, um, you know, helping him get ready. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, hopefully that was taken into consideration before the move was made because, uh, you know, for the, for the coordinator to come in, his key guy is his offensive line guy. Mm-hmm. That's key guy for him and so uh, I'm assuming conversations took place and that there was a um, a, a level 
uh, which they both could could work very effect or felt like they mm-hmm. could both work effectively. So I don't know. That's all inside information that I don't have privilege to. Are you surprised Whipple took the job in Lincoln? Mark moves around. Um, so, no, I'm not too surprised. And I don't know whether Mark wants to be a head coach again or not. And he looks at uh, Pitt and goes, maybe, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. But, you know, he's from, originally he's from Phoenix. He, he went to high school in Phoenix. So he's maybe just moving back west. I, I don't know. Coach, uh, let's talk quarterbacks in the portal and uh, three names. And I don't know. Uh, I know two of the three, there, there's been some sort of communication or contact. The third is, is Rattler, and there's rumors floating around about him. But Rattler, of course, from OU, Brennan from LSU, the other LSU kid, and then Chubba Purdy, the Florida State kid. Uh, which one of those quarterbacks do you like uh, best? And uh, I know the, the, the portal's pretty big. I mean, Nebraska's got to find a, another option uh, at quarterback with Adrian's departure. Well, I think that uh, as you view, um, uh, and for Mark Whipple, I think probably uh, the kid at LSU is the best match. Um, so I, I don't know they got two in the in the. Uh, I was thinking Brennan, right? Yeah, no, I'm thinking more about Johnson. So oh, okay. Um, I, that one seems to be more of a match than uh, he's a big kid, you know. And, um, that one looks like to me it's more of a match. I don't know that much about Purdy other than the family, and um, you know, there's two others playing now. Rattler and Purdy are both from Phoenix, and I don't know whether that figures in with Mark or not. But um, you know, to me, just without doing any research into this. I think Johnson is the best match for him. Mm-hmm. Gary Barnett's with us. A few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, coach is going to go on the rib adventure this weekend, the Railroad Ribs. you got to send me a pic of that, and we'll tweet it out over the weekend, Coach, because, uh, well, football's on. That's going to be great. Uh, you got Army-Navy going on. The the carousel's finally coming to a to a halt but there's still an opening here. What's your read on Oregon, Coach? Boy, I tell you, I, that one's being kept pretty quiet from what I can tell. Um, I don't know whether they're in negotiations with Chip Kelly to bring him back or not. I don't know what's going to happen with that job the um, right now, but it, it'll be a splash. I, I'll tell you that. It'll be a splash. And it will set off another change, probably. So, uh, I, I think you're going to hear something on that in the next day or two. Is it? They can't go much longer. They no. can't go much longer because time's wasting. Is it as simple as, you know, is Chris Peterson a fit? Do they go back to Kelly, uh, Harson? I know he just made some hires at Auburn, but he's really kind of a, a Pacific Northwest guy. And are you surprised there's been so much turnover with Oregon? I mean, I get Cristobal. I mean, he's he's a Miami guy. Well, yeah, I am surprised there's been so much turnover. Chris Peterson, uh, that's the job Chris always wanted. And um, he's been out now and, and just depends on whether he's enjoying life 
or rather he's get ready to get back on the treadmill and the grind. Um, I still think Justin Wilcox at, at Cal is an issue, is, is, a, is a potential. Um, you know, he's, he's from Boise, was up there, did a great job, and has been around. So I, I still think, you know, to me, the, the, the four names or three names are probably Chip, Peterson, you can throw Harson in there, but that's after leaving after one year mm-hmm. at Auburn. I, I don't know if that's possible, but uh, and I still think Justin Wilcox is a, is a name that you got to listen for. Coach, uh, I'm going to go here. Who's better at golf, you or Whipple? Oh, you know what? It's a good match for us. You know, it's a pretty good time. You know. I play with him down here at Whisperock. He comes down with some friends and always plays. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a pretty good match for us, actually. So, looking forward to seeing playing with him again. Last thought: When it comes to recruiting a Louisiana coach, Barnett, you've done that in your career. Mickey Joseph's in on some high level guys. Is it despite Mickey's as good as Mickey's reputation is? What's what's that? Uh, ability level like to to go raid Louisiana again like Nebraska used to with Mickey can that be done a second time oh I think so there's a lot of players down there you just have to go to the private schools for the most part uh, there's a lot of players I mean they're all over the place and uh, you know everybody recruits down there is your issue so Mickey, the name Mickey Joseph, the the whole Joseph family in in uh, New Orleans will carry some weight. There's no question about it. So uh, he'll still be able to to drag a few guys out of there. Coach, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for a few minutes. All right, Chris, great being with you. Thank you. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Bar City Radio. Good to hear from him. And uh, we'll head to. Uh, the land of Matt Schick from Schick and Nick next. His takeaway on Nebraska's hires and the Dr. Pepper football toss. He hosted that. Schick is next on Hale Varsity. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's get caught up with ESPN's Matt Schick. Schick, what's going on, man? Happy holidays to you. Really happy, happy holidays. Uh, good time of year. A lot of things to uh, discuss. How you doing? Good. We'll get into some college football playoff, the uh, the Nebraska happenings. But I want to get your uh, thoughts, your feel, the Dr. Pepper toss, man. How was that? <laughs> it was uh, fully carbonated. <laughs> it was uh, fizzly. It was there was a lot there. We pulled the tab on another great competition. Uh, it is it is one of those things that I I kind of put on the calendar every year, and it's now three years 
uh, successively outside of last year because of COVID that I've been doing it. And uh, it is without a doubt. I don't know, Schmitty, I don't know. Maybe you could walk me off the ledge. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but it is the thing that I get the most response and reaction to. And uh, I am on the air for three minutes. Uh, How do you feel about that? <laughs> you do I everything. Mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I do radio. I do TV. I'm doing signing uh, signing day coming up. I'm doing all these things, and then it's the three minutes where I intro two people that you frankly have never heard of, never seen in your life, wearing Dr Pepper gear, and then they go do their thing, and. They walk out. I walk out of there with the same student loan debt that I had walking in, and without Dr. Pepper swag. But I get to watch them and and do that. And uh, yeah, there's my phone gets lit up and text messages and all that. So I'll take it. I mean, if they, if they said, "Hey, we're going to sign you to a lifetime deal to to do Dr. Pepper and everything else went away," I'd, I'd be a happy man. Do you help out the contestants with technique advice? Schmitty, if I said I did, would that make me look good? Because, I mean, <laughs> I think we know, the, I think we know the technique here, Schmitty. And I'm not. Look, here, here's what I'll say about it. If I were doing the contest, I would do whatever it took to get those balls into the can, and I would never apologize for it. Right? Like it's. Uh, I, I, if I gave advice, they would wind up with like three. A final score of three, because I'd be, you know, I was joking about it with my buddy Nick Ball. We'd be like, you know, you're looking off the diet Dr. Pepper, you're looking off the purple stuff, you're looking off the Sunny D, and firing it in there. You want to look good. You're on national TV. And if I were, if I were doing it and giving advice, they would walk out of there with uh, student loan debt for sure. Matt Schick is with us from ESPN, of course, uh, Sirius XM Radio, Schick and Nick podcast on our Herdad Family Networks. You know, Dr. Pepper uh, may, like, secretly thank you uh, to, to keep from shelling out. But on the other side of things, <laughs> y- you can be Uncle Rico or you can be Adrian or Taylor or pick a quarterback in throwing motion, right? And as long as the uh, the ball's going in the can, uh, it's a winner. Like, here's the thing. The person who finishes in second place is getting $20,000 uh, tuition money anyway once you get to that level. Wouldn't it be amazing? Like, would you – You'd almost go viral, wouldn't you? If if instead of trying to get into the can, you just seeded it and go, look, I don't want to do however whatever it takes to get it. I'm just going to drop back and fire these into the stands, and I'm I'm just going to show <laughs> off my arm strength. I could just I just picture that, and that would be it would be viral. Uh, the person would probably make more than the eighty thousand uh, and, and account for that in student loan debt. I think maybe that's maybe that might be the way to go. Just fire it like Uncle Rico over the mountains or over the stadium. Just uh, focus in and, and aim, right? Matt Schick's with <laughs> us. Uh, I want to get your thought here as we kind of transition. You had a chance to, to be at the ACC title game. Pitt uh, did their thing. Pickett mm-hmm. and Nebraska's new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, is you know going to hopefully bring some of that Pitt scoring and efficiency to Lincoln, a big year for Scott Frost. How much did you pay attention to Pitt this year? Because I know you do a lot of national stuff. You also have an eye and pulse on Nebraska as well. What do you think of this mesh here with with Whipple and with what what Frost wants to do? Well, it, it 
there's a couple of things he wants to do. Um, one is he wants, you know, he obviously wants a guy who can run the offense, call the plays, a guy who's experienced. He also wants to find a guy who quarterbacks want to play for, and not just him, um, but the guy who's going to be calling the plays and the relationship between the OC, the quarterback's coach, and a potential quarterback is really important. And so it serves a couple of purposes. Uh, What I said before, and then also the brochure of come play for us, because look what he just did. I mean, it's, it's hard to find a better selling point than my, your offensive coordinator has a high, just coached a Heisman finalist, you know, just set a record for ACC total touchdowns in a season. You know, Deshaun Watson, he broke that record, right? I mean, those, those kind of things matter in, in recruiting. And I kind of poo-pooed it a couple of weeks ago, but I do think it's, I do think it's important. And when you have to win and you have to win now, I think that's, um, I, I think that means something. Now, you know, you also had a, a weapon in Jordan Addison, who I believe is up for a college football award tonight with the Blitnikoff. I mean, th- those kind of things matter too. So maybe that's another thing. Hey, look what we did with the quarterback and the receiver game, the pass catching game. Come here. So I think the, the whole whiplash uh, offense, I think, will be interesting. But it all starts with the quarterback, and it doesn't matter what OC you get in there. you got to have the guy under center, and he'll either make you look like a smart coach or a dumb one. That is the question. You know, Nebraska's going to be looking at the portal. It sounds like, feels like Miles Brennan's kind of the, the top target. Mm-hmm. You've got some guys that are – there's some unknowns. It doesn't feel like Smothers can't continue to progress uh, under Whipple, but from a, from a pass-first standpoint, you don't know. you got Harburg. It's a great body type. It just feels like Nebraska's made some really nice hires, but it might be a tough ask to be high level this this soon. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and and I don't know. You know, we still don't know what next year what it takes for next year to get a second year. I mean, these are two year contracts that these assistants are on. So I would imagine there was at least some kind of word of, hey, am I coming there for one year? Like, what do we need to do? Uh, I'm obviously renting, not buying, but I still want to know what's happening here. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, we, we go into next year and you're not thinking about, hey, if they don't get it done this year, or if they don't make a bowl game. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what all of that looks like, and I don't know what Treb's thinking. But to the point about the quarterback position, it would be very hard for me to believe that the quarterback next year is currently on the roster. And that's no disrespect to Logan Smothers, but, you know, he has experience. But guess what? He's going to have the same amount of experience under Mark Whipple as the next quarterback has at Nebraska, which is zero. And so everyone's kind of starting over here. And what would help for a quarterback or for with, when you have a new OC and a new playbook, new schemes, whatever it's going to look like, new terminology – is to have a guy who has experience taking a lot of snaps in college football. Um, you know, before Miles Brennan's injury, he might have been the guy instead of Max Johnson at LSU, right? Um, so, you know, he's a guy who was even more highly rated than Adrian Martinez coming out of high school in the class of 2017. I mean, he was an Elite 11 quarterback. Miles Brennan was an Under Armour All American. I mentioned his name on our Chicken Nick podcast a couple of weeks ago in that, hey, he, he's a guy that 
you know, I don't know if he fits exactly what you want to do, but beggars can't be choosers at this point. And I think that would be the question is, is it an upgrade? Well, it depends on what you want to run. And, um, you know, Adrian Martinez was, was very good, did a lot of things to win you games, but didn't win games. And uh, I think Husker fans, what you learn, Schmitty, is that when you get a transfer, boy, those transfers almost get better when they get into the portal. They become more coveted. Um, and then they get on campus and it's, oh, my goodness, I don't care what you did before. You're a transfer. You're awesome. I don't know if Miles Brennan is a huge step up, if that would be the guy, but it certainly is a guy with a lot of talent and experience in college, which I think matters when you got a new OC and you need to win now. Couple more minutes, Matt Schick with us uh, from ESPN at ESPN underscore Schick. Of course, the Schick and Nick podcast on Herdad Media. A few minutes talking some college football. Uh, Matt, a thought here with uh, the college football playoff. Uh, you got your four teams settled. Of course, Georgia and and Bama uh, traded blows, and and that was mostly uh, one side of the fair for Bama. Michigan looks really good. I don't know that I like. Uh, Michigan is a non-one seed just because I think they played uh, pretty high-level football. But, you know, Bama's kind of come on strong, uh, specifically with what they did to Georgia despite limping towards the finish line. How do you see this playoff moving forward? I'm not crazy about Michigan's draw here. Look, the thing that Alabama did against Georgia – was that they were able to get their guys in space and they got playmakers at the wide receiver position. Uh, And there were some busts on the back end for Georgia. And they had a quarterback that is transcendent and that could, even against a pretty good pass rush where, you know, they had a lot of plus pressure. Uh, He was able to elude it. He was able to extend plays. He was able to buy a half second. And that kind of stuff matters. Obviously, Caden McNamara is not that kind of quarterback. He's very good but he's not going to go out and win you a game. Um, their receivers are okay. They're not Jamison Williams. Obviously, John Mechie's out. But they're not these guys that can that are blazing speed and that once you get them in space, they can make something happen. So for Michigan, it's really going to come down to, you know, can they still continue to get those four-plus yards per carry? Can Hassan Haskins get the rock and fall forward and not get negative plays? Uh, because he, he's been very consistent all year. And so I would imagine Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh put some stuff in the dirt and do some things that Georgia hasn't seen. I just, I'm not a huge fan of the matchup. I feel like it's the Spider-Man meme. They're both looking at each other. They both have game manager quarterbacks. Um, they both have, you know, but Georgia's got, they both have decent tight ends. Georgia's got more freakier athletes. And if I had to pick it today, I'd say Georgia. And then the other side, I'd say Alabama. Uh, but I do believe Cincinnati's strength is on the back end and the defensive secondary, so that could make things a little more interesting than maybe we anticipate. I think that's a second-half game. I think Cincinnati's really good, and I think Desmond Ritter is the kind of quarterback that can rise to the occasion. Um, But I would expect Bama and Georgia. That would just be the expectation. In terms of confidence and neck up, Schmitty, I mean, Michigan can't be in a better place than they are right now. They know who they are. They're feeling good. Kind of playing with some house money here. But if I had to pick it, if you're telling me if I, I'll lose my house if I pick it incorrectly, I'd go Alabama, Georgia uh, in the national championship, which I know everyone in the Midwest would love to see. And uh, if it's Stetson Bennett at quarterback for these two games, uh, give me Bryce Young in Alabama. 
Matt Schick with us, ESPN, of course, Sirius XM Radio, Schick and Nick Podcast. Uh, Matt, it's been fun to get caught up and talk some college ball with you. We'll do this again. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, man. Schmitty, anytime, buddy. Appreciate it. i got to go prep for next year's Dr. Pepper. Thanks, buddy. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut Pre-teen Swedish boy. Walking down to Thursday, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's, uh, it's time for Burke's Best Bets. Danny Burke with us at Danny Burke 5. On Twitter's where you find him and uh, his show uh, on the Vicent Sports Network Rush Hour. Danny, what's new, man? How's your week? Uh, Schmidt, not too bad. You know, we're getting into the thick of it, as we always say, with all these sports kind of getting into full swing, meaning NBA and hockey for me. And, you know, I'm more excited to get to bet those. than with NFL, we got a lot of implications on the line. So we're pumped. And then can't forget about bowl season, baby. No, bowl season's here. It'll be interesting to see who's there, who's not, who's opting out, all that good stuff. We'll uh, dive into the NFL. Pretty good slate. Now, good games last week. Probably better games than the matchups uh, deserved on paper. Uh, this week, it looks like a full slate, and this thing's always a war, and it feels low scoring. Uh, we'll start off with Baltimore uh, on the road at Cleveland. Browns minus two and a half. Do you have a feel for this one? I do, actually. This is one of the bets that I made early on. Actually, the first bet I made for this upcoming NFL slate. So this thing, Schmitty, opened up with Baltimore as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And then, like you alluded to, I mean, this thing is swung in favor of Cleveland now, who's laying two in the hook. I played Cleveland on the money line for this game. But they're coming off a bye week, and prior to that, it was the same matchup in Baltimore in a game where Cleveland probably should have won, but because of Baker's ineptability offensively as of late, they failed to convert or really take advantage of the four turnovers or whatever it was that Lamar Jackson had. And you're getting a Baltimore team that just is continuing to be depleted, injured. They're coming off an emotional loss after failing to convert that two-point attempt. Browns are ready for this game. They'll be there ready to go. They need it desperately at this point. And typically, you always look for division teams to split if they're pretty even. And I think this is one of those situations. So give me the Browns on the money line for a revenge spot. Danny Burke with us here, Burke's Best Bets, Hail Varsity Radio. Danny, let's stick in that noon time slot on Sunday. Uh, I want to go to uh, Washington, where uh, the Cowboys are in town taking on the Washington football team. Cowboys, a road four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, you know, this game's a little bit trickier. I haven't done anything in it per se, but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people with some love for the Washington football team here, and I, and I don't blame them based on the way they've played as of late. I still just and, – and it's so tough because – Dallas has all these these weapons. I mean, they've been injured too, and 
they've just kind of been playing down to their competition. So I understand the reasoning, especially in a division game, to want to take the points with Washington here. But I, I personally think this one might be a stay away altogether for myself because if Dells goes out there and dominates, not going to shock me. They have the weapons to do so. But if Washington keeps it close, well, you know, they've been playing well and Dallas has had their issues. So whatever happens, honestly, isn't going to blow my mind. The best angle I would look at is probably seeing this game go toward the under. You've already seen it move that direction a tad bit, and that's really the area I would jump in on is this being a little bit lower scoring of a game. If you can get it like 47.5 or 47, I think that could be a viable option. Danny Burks with us. Burks Best Bets, uh, VEASAN Sports Network at Danny Burke 5. On Twitter is where you find him. Bills Tampa, a Belichick masterpiece on Monday night. Uh, Buffalo uh, just, they, they have to rally, and they head down to Tampa. Uh, you have Tom Brady, and, and his offense uh, looks incredible. Uh, what do you think of this one here? Uh, Tampa's laying the three and a half. Uh, this this one, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. I don't know if it's going to be fun to bet. When it's at three and a half, I feel like the only way you can go is to take it with Buffalo. We don't want to have too much recency bias saying that, look, the Bills stink and, you know, uh, Tampa Bay's finally catching the roll in their stride, which I do think they are. I still have Tampa Bay's arguably the best team in the league. It's just at three and a half because of this offense that the Bills can have, even though they haven't shown it. I think you have to be obligated to take that three in the hook with Buffalo. But if this thing goes to three, then I would gravitate more toward the side of Tampa Bay. And I know a lot of people think, well, you know, it's not that big of a difference. I mean, in the sense of it being a key number, it is. But I I can also see why that wouldn't sway you because these are huge offensive powerhouses, especially Tampa Bay, who's just dominated in the red zone to where that they could win this thing by more than three. I get that, but... Look, if it's at three, I'm going Tampa, three and a half, probably taking it. So for that reason being, uh, maybe you tease up Buffalo here. But I would probably have more interest in the total going over. I know it seems like the easy option to do. But honestly, this could be one of those games where it's like, well, this total couldn't be placed high enough, and I would still bet it. So I think that may be the best option for this really exciting matchup to look forward to. Daniel, let's get to the weekend's primetime games. Up first, Sunday night football, your Bears taking on the Packers. Packers 12.5-point favorite. Uh, but I'm looking at a, a total of 43, which makes sense with the Bears' offense, but you never know what Aaron Rodgers can do. Yeah, how about this? They, they decided to keep this game in the Sunday night football slot. Maybe they knew that Justin Fields was going to play before everyone else did. But, uh, yeah, I, the, the thing is for me as a Bears fan is to just absolutely get no hopes up, no expectations whatsoever so that I can't get disappointed. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he said it best. He owns the Bears. He owns the city of Chicago. It is what it is. I don't know if he owns them enough to cover, like, the 12.5-point spread, but you, you mentioned that total. Look, if it keeps creeping down, I might be enticed to play this thing over. Aaron Rodgers and company could probably put up 28-plus themselves, and now that you have Justin Fields, yeah, the play calling is so dumb and just you're just so incompetent as a Bears coaching staff when it's Fields compared to Dalton for whatever reason. With Andy, it's more simplified. But they want to get so cute with Fields that they do all these boneheaded calls. But there is more potential. The ceiling is higher with Fields. So I would actually think this would help the total going over. Weather conditions may be a little bit of a factor. But overall, another bet that I was looking at, I know at some shops they got the first half spread at like seven and a half. The Packers have only covered that once this year. You got to lay a decent price, but maybe taking seven in the hook with Chicago in the first half, not a bad route to look. 
Danny Burks with us, VEASAN Sports Network, Burks Best Bets, and uh, his show Rush Hour. Danny, a little under two here to go, and uh, we'll wrap with the Rams and Cardinals, uh, the showdown for the uh, NFC West. Arizona minus two and a half. They're uh, kind of hitting their stride, at least, uh, with uh, with Murray back. I know not a, not a great performance, but uh, conditions were what they were last week against Chicago. Who do you like here, Rams or, or Cards? This is another intriguing spot because what Rams team are we going to get? Do we think that they're getting the rhythm back just because they beat the lowly Jaguars? I've gotten burned by the Rams twice now in primetime games, and honestly, I'm sick of it. It's ticking me off, Schmitty. So I think my only option for me would be to lay the points with Arizona. But here's the thing. I mean, all of the public is going to be on Arizona because of how dominant they've been and, and how untrustworthy Matt Stafford and his whole Rams squad has been. So you have seen a percentage of bets, the majority of them, going on Arizona, yet this line is moving down in favor of the Rams. A little bit of a revenge angle here, too, within the division. So I honestly wouldn't disagree if someone told me they were betting one way or the other, but just because my boy Kyler Murray, I, I love watching him play, and I was kind of, a, you know, I was a little bit higher on Arizona than most people were going into this season. And it's not to toot my own horn. I didn't think they would be this great. But I still give them the slight advantage here because they're going to be healthy in this game. About 20 seconds is the only way to cope with Husker basketball this year to bet against them. <laughs> it's got to be, right? It's just like you, you, you think it couldn't be any more impressive with the way Nebraska loses for men's athletics, but then they go out there and do it again. You almost have to appreciate it, guys. Danny Burke, Burke's Best Bets, Vizen Sports Network, Rush Hour at Danny Burke 5, Pride of Chicago. Danny, have a good weekend. Thanks for a few minutes. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of HaleVarsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time on a Thursday, Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's say hi to Deb the Spa Lady, Home Innovation Spots, 20th and Highway 2. In Lincoln, off Industrial Road in Omaha, spasonline.com. And Deb here at the uh, kitchen counter, wife and junior are uh, are all about Deb the spa lady. They are, well, they're wanting a hot tub this holiday season. How are you? Well, what's wrong with you, Chris? You need to get that. I was, that is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Somebody that hasn't done any shopping yet for Christmas, they can come into our store, pick out a, a spa, Check everybody off your list. Every person in your family is done then, and you sit back and relax. I got to work on the naughty and nice list. I'm always on the nice list. Uh, Junior and Mama, it just depends on the day, but I think we just need to put a little elbow grease in here to Santa to just 
kind of push it forward, don't you think? I totally agree, and that's exactly what we're out there doing. We are delivering. Oh, man, if there were more hours in the day, we just can't get them all delivered. But we're doing our very, very best to get those spas in people's backyards in time for Christmas. And it, it's been a long haul. A lot of these people have waited months and months to get their spa. So we just really want to get it, you know, make it happen for Christmas for them. Deb, you've got quite a selection. Deb, the spa lady, home innovation spas, 20th and Highway 2 in Lincoln off Industrial Road in Omaha, spasonline.com. Deb, you've got the swim spa, you've got the two-seater, you have the eight-seater, but that's not all. I mean, the selection, the showroom, it's got to be, well, you're full, but, man, it's a a selection for everybody and anybody that could uh, fit that backyard or basement. That's right. And when you come in, we really help you get started as far as picking out which one. It can kind of be overwhelming at times, but the manufacturers have limited their models down so much now to only the ones that are the most popular. So that really helps in picking the right one out. It helps us when ordering. Uh, so come in and maybe you have someone on your uh, shopping list that has a spa already. We have gift cards, so you can come in and get them you know, a gift card and they can use it later on. So we really are there to uh, make this holiday bright. Go see Deb. She's got her Santa hat on. She'll find that hot tub for you. Deb, what are the hours folks can come see you this holiday season? 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 10 to 4 on Saturday. You go to our website all the time, 24-7, and that is spasonline.com. Deb, we'll see you soon, and uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Deb's got that holiday gift for you. It's a hot tub, and uh, that'd be all right. I'd, Elijah, I'd have to get my wife wings because she's kind of allergic to water. Oh, you're talking about the floaty wings. I thought you were talking about yes. chicken wings. I was like, interesting no. um, that uh, she would need that, that for a spa. But I don't know that she'd do chicken wings either. But, yeah, the, the floaty wings, it'd be a sight to behold. Or you could get one of, like, the... Uh what is it, like the the one that goes around your waist that's like shaped like a duck? <laughs> the little duck. <laughs> Floaty. <laughs> sure be all right. that, yeah. You going with the Vikings at home tonight or no? I am going with the Vikings at home tonight. Give me them to cover the, what is it, a three-point spread, three-and-a-half-point spread? Give me Pittsburgh. Steak and a beer. We're shaking virtually. Deal. All right. Basketball tonight. Pius on KFOR at 730. A Huda Media Production.